Hey everyone, and thank you for listening to the Pokedex Radio Podcast. My name is Gabriel, and today is Friday, May 21st, 2010. For more information about the Pokedex Radio Podcast, please visit pokedexradio.blogspot.com. From there, you can listen to the podcast, sign up for our mailing list, and read the show notes for this show and all previous shows. You can even email me at flashlightstudios at gmail.com, or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash fsgabriel, or you can follow the podcast at twitter.com slash pokedexradio. Now today's episode, really wasn't sure what to do. Uh, If you do follow me on Twitter, you probably saw that I tweeted out that I was going to do an episode yesterday, but I just really wasn't feeling it. And uh, now this morning, waking up, starting to do an episode, um, I woke up sick this morning, which really sucks, but I... I took something, so hopefully I'll be okay for the show. Now for today's topic, uh, we're going to be talking about the Move Tutor. Kind of just pulled that one out of the air. I wanted to talk about the um, Pokeathlon, but I don't know much about it, so I'll have to do some research over the next week or so before I do that next episode. But I do have a surprise for you guys later on in today's episode. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to show you the surprise. I'll, I'll actually give you guys the surprise uh, right at the end of the news segment. I'm not going to do it right at the very beginning of the episode. But let's start off with the news right after this. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including sci-fi, mysteries and thrillers, fiction, nonfiction. There's books for kids and teens. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash FSPR today. The first article we're going to talk about today is about Pokemon Sunday, the uh, Japanese TV show that does Pokemon stuff. Um, They revealed uh, some more information about Pokemon Black and White, uh, the fifth generation games, as well as some information on the 13th movie, Ruler of Illusions, Zoroark. Some of this information that they revealed uh, has to do with the new region uh, called Ishu and the new starter Pokemon, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Uh, they have some information about the Pokemon Zoroark as well, that when you transfer over either Entei, Suicune, or Raikou from the 4th generation games, when you catch them in the Johto region, transfer them over to the 5th generation, then you'll be able to catch Zoroark. Or at least that's what the video kind of shows. On the article that I'm going to link to you in the show notes at Bulbapedia, they do have uh, the video showing a Raikou uh, battling against an Entei, and the Entei... I don't understand Japanese, so I don't exactly know what happened in the video, but it, it does seem very interesting that it, the Entei kind of transforms or something happens and Zoroark pops out. The second video in that same article is the new starters, um, and I guess I was wrong last time. I was right on one of the starters. Um, if you listen to the last episode, I mentioned that uh, there were the three starters, their silhouettes. Uh, there was the one on the... The far left, which I thought might have been a fire type, turns out that was a grass type. The uh, one in the middle, I thought might have been a uh, grass type, which turned out to be a fire type. You know, I got grass and fire mixed up. But the one on the far left, excuse me, the one on the far right, I was right, it was a water type. And it they, they look kind of funny to me. I actually like the grass type more. Uh, th- this generation, at least I like the way it looks. We'll have to see uh, how its evolutions go. 
but I do prefer the look of the grass type more, and then the uh, the look of the fire type, and then the water type Pokemon. I, I don't like the water starter. I, I don't like it that much, at least the uh, design of it. But um, I guess it's something we'll have to live with. Then again, I really don't like the design of um, Combuskin, the uh, evolution of Torchic, the fire starter from Hoenn. I don't like the design of uh, that Pokemon, but something we'll all have to live with. Anyways, the next article will be ta- uh, the next article is um, the Pokemon Movie 2000. Uh, I remember having an email months ago from a, a listener asking if there was a way to petition that other Pokemon movies be put on the iTunes Store, and I didn't reply to the email even though I read it, and I've been thinking about it for the longest time. I don't know how to do that, but it seems like. Pokemon the Movie 2000, the second Pokemon movie, has finally been put on iTunes. You can um, buy the movie for uh, $9.99, or you can rent the movie for $2.99. The only other Pokemon movie that's up on iTunes right now is the third movie, the one with Entei in it. I don't know why other Pokemon movies have not been put onto iTunes. I don't know of a way to petition for them to be put up there. I would love to find a way to do that, but I honestly don't know how to. But it looks like it is up now. If you want to go ahead, buy it, rent it off of iTunes. I think renting it's only for three days, though. If you're into buying, you know, stuff off of iTunes, there you go. Pokemon the Movie 2000 is now up. The last article for today is, um, well, not really an article. It's more of a bunch of screenshots uh, that I found on Pokebeach.com of the fifth-generation games. It shows the starters battling each other. It shows um, the Raikou and Entei battling each other, kind of, and, um, you know, how Entei turns into Zoroark. Uh, shows some uh, artwork. It shows the two uh, main characters in the game, the ones that we're going to be playing as. It also shows the three starters. And uh, now actually looking at the starters now, yeah, I do prefer the grass type um, over the fire and water types looks. The water type Pokemon looks like a tiny little bear. You know, um, I really don't like the way it looks, though. We'll see what its species is because I haven't seen any other information about it. But we'll have to uh, check that in, a, in the upcoming weeks. That's pretty much it for the news for today. Uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, uh, all the show notes, all the articles that I didn't mention. There's also another origin of species that uh, I want to show you guys. Uh, this one's about Sandshrew and Sandslash, which actually blew my mind. I didn't, I had no idea this uh, tree, tree pangolin was even an animal. You know, I thought Sandshrew and Sandslash was probably based off of. Um, like a uh, a porcupine or something like that, you know. But check out the um, Origin of Species article about Sandshrew and Sandslash. All the stuff is in the show notes at pokedexradio.blogspot.com. If you find any news that you find interesting you want to send to me so I can put up in the show notes during the next episode, email me, flashlightstudios at gmail.com. Now for a little bit of a surprise. I'm sure I've mentioned before, if I have, I probably took it out of the show I in post-production. I don't remember. But, uh, um, a friend of mine, Ben, and I, I've been playing guitar for about a year. He's been playing for about two, three years now. And him and I decided to, you know, pool our talent together and decide to start making a band sort of thing. We're not really a band yet. It's just him and me. Um, but we did make two songs uh, last week. Actually, I composed one and like co-wrote it. Uh, and he finished up the lyrics for that one. And then he sent me another song that he had made like the day after. So. I'm going to go ahead and play for you uh, the first song right now. Uh, I'm just going to play not the whole song, but just a uh, about um, a minute, 45 seconds clip of the song. Uh, this first song is called Breaking Me. That was the one that I composed. 
and uh, kind of co-wrote the lyrics. I guess this is by me and my friend Ben, and this is a song called Breaking Me. haven't finished the song yet it's not complete we're actually in the process of rewriting and uh, uh, the music and some of the lyrics for it and we still need obviously um, extra stuff over just the one guitar uh, right now my guitar is in the shop because I it's it's an older guitar and I need to get it fixed but this next song is uh, one that he wrote you know by himself I was actually surprised like he I had no idea he was in the middle of writing something else uh, this is just by Ben. I had no say in any of this, uh, in this song at least. This song is called The Best Part of You, and uh, he seems to not like the song 100%. He wants to change it around, but obviously we need to you know, work on both of these songs much more than what we already have. These are just rough drafts, but hopefully the songs will be complete sometime soon, and I know we're, we're going to be working on with another friend of ours, um, Sigmund, who I've mentioned in the show, who had that one blog at that one point in time. Uh, we're going to be working with him because he also... Uh, is somewhat of a musician, and he writes his own songs and stuff like that. But uh, this next song, again, is called The Best Part of You. The best part of you. Uh, I actually really like that one uh, compared to the first one, but since I co-wrote the first one, I prefer the first one over the second one, um, but that's just me being biased. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, that's the reason I played this uh, these songs for you. This is just, you know, something that we just started doing. I was actually surprised when he sent me the email, you know, with uh, the MP3 of the song. I was like, holy crap, I can't believe we actually wrote a song because we've, we've been talking about it, you know, for the longest time now, and I didn't think... Uh, that it was going to go anywhere, uh, you know, writing songs and becoming a band. Looks like we're we're starting out, and um, these are just the earliest parts of you know this band thing. We don't even have a drummer or a bassist yet. Um, so far, he's the one singing. My friend Ben is the one singing because I have a horrible singing voice. But um, I might sing. I don't know. We'll we'll see how that turns out. Because uh, I know for a fact that I'm a horrible singer, 
and I, I've been told by, you know, other people that you can't sing, you know, so we'll see what I do. I, I really would like to sing, you know, on one of these songs, especially the first one that I co-wrote, because uh, when we sing, you know, when we're just like sitting around, um, you know, sometimes we go to Guitar Center and play with the guitars there, or if we're just like sitting around the house or something, we'll both sing, like he'll run out of breath for a certain, uh, he'll run out of breath like halfway through the song and I'll pick it up you know, for the next verse or for the next chorus or something, and then he'll catch his breath and then keep singing. We're not professionals in any sense of the word, because, like I said, I've been playing guitar for a little bit over a year now, about a year and a month. Uh, I think I started playing, actually, yeah, I started playing uh, May of last year, when I first picked up the guitar again after, like, ten years, and he's been playing for about two to three years. But uh, let me know what you guys think, you know, the email address, flashlightstudios at gmail.com. Uh, just... I would love to hear your input on these songs. So uh, let me know, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that little bit of a surprise. Um, I know it wasn't anything big. Um, I don't know what you guys expected, but that's what, that was our surprise. So now let's get on to the main topic of Pokemon Tutors. So the move tutors in these games are a character that will teach your Pokemon a move that they aren't normally able to learn through leveling up TMs or HMs, or even breeding uh, occasionally. Um, these move tutors are found throughout every region. They're in the Kanto region, the Johto region, the Hoenn region, the Sinnoh region, and I'm assuming in the future the uh, Ishu region. But the move tutors, um, and don't get these confused with um, the relearners, because there are some people in the game where you give them a heart scale, and they'll teach your Pokemon a move that they once forgotten, or you didn't decide to teach them as they were leveling up. So those are two different uh, kinds of people. Uh, let's start off with the uh, the Kanto region. There are move tutors in the Fire Red and Leaf Greens in the Kanto and the Sevi Islands. In the Kanto region and the Sevi Islands. Some of these people will teach your Pokemon moves like uh, Counter, uh, Mega Kick, Mega Punch, Substitute, Swords Dance, and Thunder Wave, just to name a few. They are found all around the Kanto region and the Sevi Islands. Uh, for example, the one who teaches you Counter, um, I believe it's a girl, and she teaches uh, you Counter in the Celadon department store. For Mega Kick and Mega Punch, uh, that person is found on Route 4. Uh, for Substitute, that person is found in Fuchsia City. Uh, Swords Dance, the person to teach you Swords Dance, uh, is on Seven Island. And for Thunder Wave, that person is found in the Silvco building. These are a little bit different uh, from the first generation games. In the first generation, they would give you the TM uh, for whichever move that you're trying to learn. In the third generation, they're, these, these are considered move tutors. That's the reason we're talking about them. Um, they're considered move tutors, that they just teach your Pokemon the move. They don't actually uh, give you a TM. Some other special move tutors uh, in the um, Kanto and Sevi Island region. There's a woman at uh, Cape Brink on Boone Island, which I believe is near Two Island. She will teach one move to each of your uh, Kanto starter Pokemon, your fully evolved Kanto starter Pokemon. So it has to be a Venusaur, a Blastoise, or a Charizard. She will teach Venusaur a move called Frenzy Plant, which is an extremely strong um, grass-type move. Very similar to a Hyper Beam. It's a special attack. You know, it's 120, and your Pokemon has to wait one move before they can use another move afterwards. So Frenzy Plant to Venusaur. For Blastoise, she will teach your Blastoise Hydro Cannon. Again, same thing, 120 attack, or I think 150, excuse me. 150 base attack for that move. For Hydro Cannon, it's a water-type move, and only to a Blastoise, and they'll have to wait, you know, one turn, just like Hyper Beam. 
And for a Charizard, this one is called Blast Burn. Same thing, 150 base special attack, you know, all that stuff. These moves can only be taught to uh, one of those three Pokemon, Venusaur, Blastoise, or Charizard, only once. And the Pokemon who learns that move must have their happiness maxed out before you go to her, or else she will not teach your Pokemon that move. Uh, in the Hoenn region, in Pokemon Emerald, there were a lot of move a lot of move tutors around the region, including moves that can be purchased at the Battle Frontier for battle points. The difference between the move tutor moves and the Battle Frontier move tutor moves um, are the Battle Frontier ones. You can buy the moves over and over again. From the uh, the ones from the normal move tutors, you can only be they can only be taught once. Uh, some examples of Battle Frontier move tutors from the Hoenn region are uh, Body Slam, Counter, Defense Curl, Dream Eater, uh, Seismic Toss, Snore, Soft Boiled, uh, Thunder Punch, and Thunder Wave. Uh, these vary in price. Uh, for example, Thunder Punch and Thunder Wave are both 48 battle points. Defense Curl is 16 battle points. Snore is 24. Soft Boiled is 16. They vary in price between, let's see, 16, 24, and 48 battle points. Uh, other normal move tutors uh, throughout the Hoenn region, one in Pseudopolis City, will teach your Pokemon Double Edge. In uh, Verdanturf Town, uh, there is one that teaches you Fury Cutter. Uh, and Lava Ridge Town, uh, one of them will teach you Mimic. Uh, those are just a couple of examples uh, in the Hoenn region. Uh, in the Sinnoh region, it changes up quite a bit. There are two actual move tutors uh, in the Hoenn region, but we'll, there's, there's a few differences, and we'll, I'll explain that in a minute. There are two actual move tutors. There's one on Route 228 and one on Route 210. Uh, the one on Route 210 will teach you Draco Meteor to a Dragon-type Pokemon, the same as the um, lady in the Kanto region. Your Dragon-type Pokemon has to be uh, has to have its happiness maxed out. Uh, the one on Route 228 uh, is the same is a, not the same lady, but a very similar lady to the one from the Kanto region from the Sevi Islands on Cape Brink. She will teach your fully evolved starter Pokemon either. You know, Blast Burn, Frenzy Plant, or Hydro Cannon, depending on what type they are. Um, but unlike the Kate Brink Tutor, this can be taught to as many Pokemon as you like. Uh, as many starter Pokemon as you, as you like, as you have in the game. It can be any starter Pokemon. It can be a, a Venusaur, a Blastoise, a Charizard, a Blaziken, a Sceptile, you know, the, the evolution of Mudkip, which I can't think of, Swampert, a Swampert. Uh, any one of the fully evolved starter Pokemon from any of the games coming up to, you know, the fourth generation. The, again, the Draco Meteor Move Tutor is on Route 210, and the uh, Elemental um, Hyper Beam Move things are on Route 228. Now, there's other types of Move Tutors uh, in like, the Platinum game, in addition to the ones from Diamond and Pearl. There are three new types of Move Tutors. There's one in Snowpoint City, one on Route 212, and one in the Survival Area. You exchange shards for them teaching you a special move. And each time they always ask for eight shards, and they will always ask for different colors depending on the type of move. Uh, there's four different types of shards. There's a red shard, green shard, blue, and yellow shard. Uh, for example, the move tutor on route 212, if you want, you want to learn the move air cutter, uh, which is a flying type move, you have to have two red shards, two green shards, four blue shards, and he doesn't ask for yellow shards for air cutter. For the move Dive, which used to be an HM back in the third generation games, 
uh, is now uh, a move tutor move in the fourth generation. He will ask you for, or she, I, I don't remember if it's uh, um, a guy or a girl that asks you for these shards uh, on Route 212, but they ask you for two red shards, four blue shards, and two yellow shards, no green shards. And some more examples of moves that the tutor on Route 212 will teach you is um, Fury Cutter, uh, Icy Wind, Knock Off, Ominous Wind, Trick, and Zen Headbutt. The one on Snowpoint City, some examples of moves. They, uh, they also ask for shards, but depending on the type of move, um, depending on the move itself, excuse me, uh, they will ask you for a different amount of different shards. Uh, some examples of Snowpoint City move tutor shard moves are uh, Uproar, Swift, Spite, Magnet Rise, and Helping Hand. Uh, now the ones in the survival area. Uh, some examples of those moves are Ancient Power, uh, Gastro Acid, Gunk Shot, uh, Iron Head, Outrage, Rollout, and Seed Bomb. Uh, and even superpower. Wow, I didn't know that was a move tutor move. But those are just some examples of the three shard move tutors in the Sinnoh region. Now onto the Johto region. Uh, let's start off with Pokemon Crystal because there's a, there's a bit of a difference between Crystal and then Heart Gold and Soul Silver moves. In Pokemon Crystal, on in the Goldenrod City game corner, every Wednesday and Saturday after you become the uh, the league champion, uh, there's a guy in there. That will teach you three different moves, and these, move, these moves cost 4,000 coins each. These moves are Flamethrower, Ice Beam, and Thunderbolt. But in Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver, there's a lot more moves compared to just Crystal. In Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver, move tutors, the shard move tutors from Pokemon Platinum, uh, on Route 212, Snowpoint City, and in the survival area, there's uh, people in the Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver games that will teach you those same moves, uh, just in case you don't have Platinum. Some of them are um, frontier moves, meaning you have to use battle points to buy the moves. Or some of them are, you know, just random move tutors throughout the game, such as the one for Draco Meteor, which you can find in Blackthorn City. Uh, also, the one that teaches you the elemental hyper beam type moves to your starters is also in Blackthorn City. The ones for Blast Burn, Frenzy Plant, and Hydro Cannon. Some of the uh, frontier moves are similar, like I said, to the Route 212, Snowpoint City, and Survival Areas. Some examples, Air Cutter is 48 battle points, Fire Punch is 64 battle points, Ice Punch is also 64 battle points, Snore is 32 battle points, and Zen Headbutt is 64 battle points, you know, just as uh, for some examples. There's also some more uh, move tutors that are available in Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver that were not available before and are not available in any other games. These are uh, There's one in Ilex Forest that will teach you Headbutt, which I believe that used to be a TM uh, from a guy in Ilex Forest, but now it's a move tutor. Uh, there's also, the rest of them are battle points moves, meaning you have to go to the battle frontier to get them. Uh, string Shot, you know, the bug type move that really doesn't do much in the first place besides lower your opponent's speed, is a frontier move tutor move. Uh, that costs 32 battle points. Kind of expensive just for string shot, I think. Um, but it may, you know, serve more of a purpose to um, people who know how to use the move better than I do. Other moves, uh, Gravity for 32 battle points. Low Kick for 32 battle points. Pain Split, 64. Uh, Role Play, 48. And Worry Seed for 32. Those are just some examples. There's more. That's pretty much it for the move tutors. I also mentioned before there are the move relearners. These are... Uh, in Generation 3 in Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, uh, the, move, the move Relearner is in Fall Arbor Town. You have to give him a heart scale in order for you to have him make your Pokemon Relearner move. There's some heart scales, you know, spread around the game. 
usually to get a heart scale, you have to catch a love disc uh, in Ruby, Sapphire, or Emerald, and usually they'll be holding a heart scale. Uh, in Fire Red and Leaf Green, there's a guy on two island that will um, help your Pokemon relearn a move. He also, you also have to give him uh, a heart scale uh, or two tiny mushrooms or one big mushroom. So at least you have a couple of options uh, of what items to give him. In the fourth generation, in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, there's a guy near the Pokemart in Pastoria City. He's in a house, and he'll make your Pokemon relearn a move for heart scales as well. And for Heart Gold and Soul Silver, this guy is in Blackthorn City. Again, he'll also ask for heart scales. And uh, the way to find heart scales in Heart Gold and Soul Silver is to uh, smash rocks with the move Rock Smash. Heart scales can also be found um, as a Pokeathlon prize for $1,000 on Wednesdays and Sundays. Now, move deleters are the exact opposite of a move relearner. They will, um, for no charge, make your Pokemon forget a move. And this is very helpful if your Pokemon knows an HM, and as you all know, HMs you cannot remove at all. And it's good to go to a move deleter to remove your HMs, especially if you're trying to um, teach your Pokemon a special move that you want it to have it learn, and it has an HM in the way. The move deleters can be found in um, in Fuchsia City in the Kanto region, uh, in Fire Red and Leaf Green only though, Lily Cove City in the Hoenn region, in Canalave City in Sinnoh, and in Blackthorn City in Johto. Looks like there's a lot of people in Blackthorn City. So that's pretty much it for the main topic today. Uh, if you have any questions about move tutors, what moves uh, they, uh, what moves that they learn, what types of shards you need to give certain move tutors for a move, you can email me flashlightstudios at gmail.com. Anything that I might have, you know, mistaken for something else or forgotten to mention, let me know. I'll mention it on the next episode. So that's it for the main topic today. Now let's get on to the Pokemon of the episode. Who's that Pokemon? The Pokemon of the episode today is a requested Pokemon, and uh, I don't have my emails open right now, so I don't know, so I don't remember who requested it. But the Pokemon of the episode today is Togekiss. Togekiss is number 468. It is a fourth generation Pokemon. It evolves uh, initially from a Togepi, which is a second generation Pokemon, number 175. Uh, Togepi is a normal type Pokemon. It evolves through max happiness and leveling up into a Togetic, uh, number 176, second generation Pokemon, which is a normal and flying type Pokemon. And Togetic evolves through the use of the shiny stone into Togekiss, which is also a normal flying type Pokemon. Uh, let's start off with Togepi. Togepi has one of two different abilities, either Hustle or Serene Grace. What Hustle does uh, is damage from physical attacks is 1.5 times, but average accuracy is only 80%. Accuracy is decreased, uh, and its attack gets stronger. Physical attacks get stronger. Or Serene Grace, uh, the chances of a move having an effect doubles. So let's say Togepi has a move like, um, for example, I'm, I don't even think Togepi can learn uh, uh, Thundershock. Thundershock as a 30% chance of par uh, paralyzing your opponent, uh, that, that effect will double to 60%. But uh, just an example, Thundershock, I don't think Togepi can even learn Thundershock. But anyways, Togetic uh, has those same two abilities, and Togekiss also has those same two abilities. They just inherit that one ability uh, as it evolves. Now on to Togekiss's base uh, stats. It's HP 85, attack 50, defense 95, Special attack 120, 
Special Defense 115 and Speed 80. Special Attack is very high as well as its Special Defense, and it can learn some pretty good moves. Air Slash and Aura Sphere, I believe those would you would need to use uh, a uh, Move Relearner to learn the moves Aura Sphere and Air Slash. Now, Togekiss's base to max Pokeathlon stats, uh, his speed is 3 out of 4, power 2 out of 3, skill 3 out of 4, stamina 3 out of 4, and jump 5 out of 5. But that's it for the Pokemon of the episode. Now before we get to emails, I would just like to thank our sponsors again, Audible.com. Now if you don't know what Audible.com is, they are the internet's leading provider of audiobooks. Uh, like I said before, they have more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature. Any type of books that you like, any genre, they will have it. For a free audiobook, uh, go to audiblepodcast.com slash FSPR. Um, maybe a little bit of a suggestion for what you would like to download when you get there. I'm tempted to download the Twilight book, at least the very first one. Uh, I have a friend who's into Twilight, and she really wants me to read the book. I don't want to. I don't even want to watch the movie. I watched the first 15 seconds of the first movie, and I turned it off. Um, I, I just couldn't watch it. I'm going to go ahead and download the Twilight uh, audiobook just to check it out, to see what it's all about, because I'm sure the book is much better than the movie anyways. And again, get a free audiobook of your choice and a 14-day trial by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash FSPR today. And the link will be in the sidebar of the Blogspot site. Now on to emails. The question of the episode last time was, uh, do you think Nintendo should see Apple as a threat? First email is from Origami Jr., and he says, uh, To answer the question, I don't think Apple should be considered as a threat to Nintendo unless they're taking an idea and making it bigger and taking the credit. Um, one thing I did read in an article, and I don't remember where the article was uh, or what site posted that article, was that uh, Nintendo had actually stolen an idea from Apple. And that idea was the Nintendo DS. Uh, I don't exactly remember the specifics of it, but the fact that, you know, the touch screen, I think that, um, at least from what I read, I got the uh, the notion that Apple was going to start doing, you know, a touch screen with a stylus for an iPod. Uh, but obviously now we can see that the iPod touch screen is just, you know, you use your fingers to do it. You don't need a stylus. But um, I, I don't know. I don't want to think that Nintendo is stealing ideas from Apple. I don't remember where I read that. It might have just been a comment. It might have been in an actual article. I don't remember. But uh, thank you, Origami Jr., for your email. And um, I haven't put up those pictures yet. Uh, I've watched. I've seen the pictures that you emailed me. I've watched the uh, the, the five second video. Um, I might just do an extra blog post uh, later on in the week. I don't know. We'll see. I, I want a way to show other people how you uh, manipulate your Poke Walker. And um, I just need to grab some batteries so I can use the uh, the dolphin swing toy uh, for myself. But uh, again, thank you, Origami Jr., for your email. Next email is from Josh. Josh says, um, and Josh says, uh, hey, my name is Josh. I'm listening to you from the start, and this is my first email. Uh, to answer the question, no, I don't think that Nintendo should think of Apple as a threat, but as an ally. Uh, and keep up the good work, Josh. Uh, thank you, Josh. Um, I don't know what to say. As an ally, I don't know. I know back in the day, Sega and Nintendo used to be enemies. Now they're allies, as we can see in this, uh, that Sega is now a publisher and no longer a uh, you know console developer person. And uh, we had a, another email from Ty that kind of goes along with uh, the same thing that uh, Josh says. Uh, he says, um, 
uh, to answer the question this time, I don't think that Nintendo should see Apple um, as a competitor. In fact, I think that Nintendo should come out with some official iPod apps because I can never find any on iTunes. I don't know about that. Um, like I said, it's similar that you should see them as an ally, and if they come out with iPod apps, um, then it would. I think it would take away from the Nintendo DS, you know, the Game Boy Advance, all of their systems, all of Nintendo systems, and um, sure, there are those people who try to make, uh, you know, Pokemon-looking game kind of apps for the iPod, but then they get taken down because of, you know, potential lawsuit, uh, potential copyright infringement, you know, laws and stuff like that. I don't think Nintendo, personally, I don't think Nintendo should come out with uh, any iPod apps. And uh, speaking of iPod apps, I have uh, another bit of a surprise I'll tell you guys later. Uh, on the iTunes Store, I don't think Nintendo should come out with I iPod apps for the iTunes Store. But um, thank you, uh, Josh, and thank you, Ty, for your email, because Ty was the one who talked about the apps thing. Next email is from Will, uh, from Will and Will says, uh, Hello, Gabriel, I'm Will. wanted to say that I really like your podcast. As an answer to the Nintendo vs. Apple question, I believe that Nintendo should see Apple as a competitor because of how good people are getting at designing games. They could make a rip-off Pokemon game for the iPod Touch eventually. Well, there could be some legal dispute, because if it's a rip-off Pokemon game, or a game that even remotely looks like it, I'm pretty sure Nintendo will go ahead and cause some sort of, you know, trouble for Apple. Because they're both big companies, and I do believe that uh, Nintendo would cause some trouble for Apple if they do decide to to make a a ripoff app for a Pokemon game, one of their main you know money making you know developments. But uh, thank you, Will, for your email. Next e email is from Aaron, and uh, Aaron actually talks about an iPhone app um, called AAA Pokedex or AAA Pokedex. Well, AAA. And um, I'm not gonna read his email, but I did look at that uh, app, uh, Aaron. I've actually been looking at different. Pokemon-related apps that people have been making, uh, and this one looks very good, but I don't have the $2, I don't have the $2 to go ahead and pay for that, uh, for the app. I don't have any money in my iTunes account right now after paying for the, uh, the, uh, the 3.0 iPod software, uh, upgrade thing, you know, a few months ago. I don't have any other money left in my account. I have, like, 13 cents in my account, you know, um, from that. So, I would love to download that Pokedex app because it does look very... Uh, well put together, uh, but there was another app a long time ago called IDEX. Uh, it was called uh, IDEX Pokemon Guide, I believe, but now that app has been removed. That was actually a free app. Uh, that uh, It's been removed since then because of uh, copyright infringement and stuff like that. Uh, it's unfortunate, and I don't know if the AAA Pokedex app uh, will be removed anytime soon because they are using the name Pokedex uh, in their, you know, name for the app, so I'm assuming it might be removed sometime soon, I don't know, I don't know, we'll have to see, but I, I would like to check out the app if I had the money for it, but thank you for your suggestion and your email, Aaron. Uh, next email is from Izzy, and Izzy says, uh, I just want to say that uh, for Jennifer in the last episode, because we had an email from uh, a girl named Jennifer asking about uh, the Pikachu, uh, the, um, the Yellow Forest, and that she wanted to catch a Pikachu, and Izzy says... Um, Hey, it's Izzy. I just wanted to say that uh, for Jennifer, I have two flying Pikachus. So, Jennifer, if you're listening, and Izzy, if you're listening, if you guys want to exchange emails through me, um, or exchange even, you know, Wi-Fi information, Izzy, you just send me yours, and Jennifer, if you're still up for trading for a Pikachu, uh, send me your information. I'll, I'll help you guys exchange uh, your information with each other so that Izzy can uh, trade you a flying Pikachu. But uh, thank you, Izzy, uh, for your email. 
Next email is from Angelus. Um, he says, uh, on the Apple thing, I'm not an Apple fan. Uh, I really don't like them. I have a Zoom, not an iPod. Uh, I did see an episode of Attack of the Show, uh, which um, is on G4, and I've seen the show. I actually stopped watching it in the recent months. But uh, he says, I saw an episode of Attack of the Show uh, that they reviewed the iPad. Uh, it's, it is impressive. Uh, Apple will soon be a contender in video games. The iPad is able to play Resident Evil 4, which I find very impressive. It's basically a stripped-down version of a computer, and HP is supposed to be coming out with something similar soon, when it first came out. Uh, I was also never a fan of the iPod. I own a Zoom. My Zoom is actually sitting right in front of me, right now, behind my microphone. After buying the iPod Touch, I'm a big fan of the iPod Touch, not of the iPod itself. If you're going to go buy an iPod Classic, I would suggest buying a Zoom instead. An iPod Touch is a step up, I, I, th I think. I didn't know that the iPad can play Resident Evil 4. Because, I, like I said, I don't watch Attack of the Show anymore. I, over the past several months, I've just stopped watching it because it's it hasn't be it hasn't brought to me the entertaining qualities that it used to, even though it's pretty much the same show, anyways. I don't know, uh, but thank you, Angelus, for your email, and I will keep an eye on that iPad, you know, because uh, while being really expensive, you know, uh, it does look very cool, and I actually played with one at Best Buy the other day, and it it looks very impressive. The last email I'm going to read today, even though I did want to read uh, a couple more, the last one I want, uh, the last one we have time for today is uh, from David. And I'm just going to kind of paraphrase his email a little bit, and uh, he says, uh, "Hello, Gabriel. I'm David. I love your show. Uh, I'm so addicted. I just finished a podcast in two days. Most of the secrets about Pokemon I didn't know. I'm the last survivor of Pokemon fans in my area, uh, but I'm trying to, you know, get people to uh, come back into Pokemon. I followed Pokemon since the release of Leaf Green and Fire Red." Uh, they were my first Game Boy Advance games. Um, he goes on to say, I like to raise my Pokemon with care and time so much. The first Pokemon I got in Diamond was Chimchar, was my unbeatable champion uh, on both game battles and Wi-Fi battles. I don't want to brag, but without any advice, I got my Infernape to win three Master Ranks uh, and only two Ultra Ranks. And without any knowledge, I thought it was normal. I now see it was stupid to exchange it for a Palkia, I was never able to train another good Pokemon. I know the contest episodes were quite long ago, but I won, all, I won most contests putting Infernape uh, with the Chimchar mask. I know this game is quite old, but in Emerald version, they told me for some conditions, you could go to space in the, uh, the moon. You could go to space to the moon to find Deoxys and Jirachi. I know it sounds quite odd, but just for you to know. The Pokedex Radio fan, David. Um... Well, David, I did hear that rumor as well, but obviously it was just a rumor, that you could go to space and find Deoxys. I didn't hear about Jirachi, but I did hear about Deoxys. After 360 days go by, because when you go to, uh, uh, it's not Pseudopolis Town, I don't remember the town name, but if you go to the town with the, um, the space station that's there, and uh, he'll tell you, oh, it's been 300, and, it's been this many days, you know, until something, you know, and if you get up to 365, you could go to the sp you can go inside the uh the spaceship and you can go up into the to space and you can land on the moon and catch Deoxys. This isn't true and it's not even in Japanese games. So um why the space station was there I don't know, but it was just, you know, something there just to be there. But uh that was only a rumor, you know, and that's not true. But uh thank you David for your email and that was the last email I have for today. There was a few more that I wanted to read, but that's that's it for the show. I need I need to end it cuz it's starting to get kind of long. Uh the question of the episode today Kind of a random question I've been holding on to for the longest time now. I'm pretty sure I never asked it before. And I'm starting to, you know, all these questions are running in on me now. The question is, uh, if Game Freak or Nintendo um, made a Pokemon game with all of the regions accessible, meaning you could go to every single region, 
once you know Pokemon ends, if they make a game with all the regions, would you enjoy the game? You know, or would you have anything? Uh, would you have a problem with playing a game like that? You can send me your answers to the question of the episode at pokedexradio.blogspot.com. Like I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the episode, you can find all the show notes, all the previous episodes, sign up for our mailing list, and even links to things that I didn't mention in today's episode, including things that I did mention, um, including the link to the free audiobook at pokedexradio.blogspot.com. And guys, don't forget to give me feedback on those two songs that I played for you earlier on in today's episode. Um, I really would like to know what you guys think about it, you know. Those of you who may be uh, musicians, or those of you who aren't musicians but just like music in general, I'd like to know what you think. And one thing I, I want to mention now, I didn't want to mention it before, but it seems like I have to now, because it's going to be coming out soon. The Pokedex Radio has an iPhone app coming out, and it won't say Pokedex Radio in the iTunes store. You have to search the words FSPR. You have to search the letters FSPR, you know, Flashlight Studios, Pokedex Radio, just FSPR. Uh, and it should be there, but but it hasn't been approved by Apple yet. So um, hopefully in the next coming weeks, it should be up in the iTunes store. Those of you who have iPods, iPhones, download it. I would really appreciate that. In the app, we will have bonus content other than just the podcast. Don't know exactly what we're going to do. You know, I got to see exactly what I can do uh, for any bonus content for the iPhone app. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give me feedback on those two songs. Answer the question of the episode. And when it comes out... Download the iPhone app and that free audiobook I told you about. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Again, my name is Gabriel, letting you know to live, laugh, and catch them all. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>